wanna move to Miami and take my talents to South Beach. Why? Y'all niggas weak, y'all niggas soft, y'all niggas down. Why? I ran a race, made some mistakes, but still climb the mountain. Why? Y'all niggas fake, y'all wouldn't fuck a rap. Y'all niggas nah, down. really rap. definitely rap. Uh, he could really rap. Yeah. The, thing, the thing I like most about him is he know how he want. I like artists that they know how they want their shit to sound. You don't gotta be the best when you know how you want your shit to sound. You know what I mean? Like that's my favorite artist. They all got that. Like I think Kendrick is one of the best. But every time you hear a Kendrick song, I feel that it's the, I'm hearing it exactly how he intended it for me, for me to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Where some artists should be like, oh, that might be better if somebody did this, or maybe they should have did that. Like every time I hear Core, I'm like, okay, yeah, he 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 put his time into this. This is how he wanted this to sound. Yeah, you could tell he's meticulous with how he writes his songs and how he how he does his verses. I knew Core could rap when he was in middle school, bro, like sixth grade. I was already working at his school before he got there. Y'all know I've got a history of working at before and after school program. I was working at his school before he got there. And this is back when I used to do music. And some of the older kids that were there before he got there. One second, y'all. So yeah, so like I was saying, I was working at his school before he got there. And some of the older kids knew that I rapped and that I wrote music and I would freestyle for the kids from time to time. And somebody told him that I could rap. And he came over there while I was freestyling one time. And he was like, oh, yeah, you cool, I guess. Hey, you cool, you cool, Mr. Mike. And I'm of like, I'm course. cool. Of course. I'm like, oh, you can rap. Let me hear you rap. And he started freestyling. It wasn't like, it wasn't no, like, punchlines make you be like, ooh. But he could he could flow. He could really ride the beat. And he was rhyming. Like, he could, like, he was, everything was rhyming. It wasn't like a fall off or nothing. Like, if he went for, like, a good two minutes in sixth grade. And so he could really rap. And then, so, while he was still playing basketball in junior college, and he decided to, uh, he decided to to start doing music it, it made sense i wanted him to keep hooping um and he did he did keep hooping at the time but i'm just saying all that to say oh, you should uh you should plug core song since we uh put right. him on here. that was a, a i paused it might as well keep it playing but that's a south beach freestyle little bro core tut featuring his homie what's the boy's name william slaughter south beach freestyle core tut featuring william slaughter yeah go I check him out yeah i could check him out on soundcloud man it's on spotify too i checked it okay we just uh, want to do that, highlight the homie. But we in here, man. Family Room Podcast, episode 38. 38. I'm Mike Rome. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Ha! Stephon Rome. I'm Stephon, sweetheart. And we back in here for another episode, I'm another Stephane, conversation, another sit down. Y'all like them drops, huh? <laughs> I'm going to shorten mine next week. It's just going to be that one, uh, that one I want to be. And then that, uh, I, like I said, I thought that was very fitting for you. Uh, the kid Steph girl The way You know what I'm saying Your Instagram name And just the way he said it I'm Stefan sweet thing I could literally hear you saying that I could hear you saying that To, to wife And she's like who do, who do you think you are You talking slick Or you coming there dressed? You got new hair or something She's like Who do you think you are You like I'm Stefan That's thing. funny cause, I could fully hear you saying that Cause look Wifey liked me more With my hair like this Oh I could tell I'm like damn bro Like you ain't never felt the God like this. <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna keep this. When she, when she made that post to you on Instagram, I think you was on the bench coaching. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. posted that. I was like, yeah, she really liked the hair, and I wasn't sure. I was kind of, I was kind of uh, wondering. She be trying to run her hair through my, run her fingers through my shit. I'm like, yeah, it don't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't work like that, baby. <laughs> what you been up to, man, this past week? 
since the last time we, we recorded a podcast. Um, since the last time we recorded, man, everything's been good, man. Had a job interview, got the job. That's what's up. Um, oh, went and celebrated Alex's birthday mm-hmm. with her and uh, PB. That's up. Um, yeah, sis, I found out like maybe the day before. Leap year, baby. Yeah, I found out like the day before. So went out with um her, her man, um Kenzie, her man, uh Jesse, Tyne. Ty's mom, her man's mother and sister. Um, real cool time. We was out there from like the afternoon to like late, and then so wifey was with me when we went like early in the earlier in the day to link up with Alex and all them, and then she took off because her homegirl, um, Ashley, it was her birthday, and they was celebrating her birthday somewhere else, but it was close to PB. So she went and did that, and you know, homegirl Joy. It was her. It was her birthday. Is I guess that weekend. Yeah, all their birthday, birthdays are close together. It's yeah, like and so she was down here. Yeah, she was down here. Yeah, I was trying to get that. She was down here, and um, and then later on that night, we met up at a spot in PB. So I got to see Joy. Um, oh, that's dope. That yeah, like man. Mini reunion. Yeah, for sure. It was like a mini reunion. Um. Yeah, everybody everybody was there. It was a good time, man. I mm-hmm. hadn't seen Alex in a minute. I hadn't seen her in a minute, minute. Dude, her dude, man, I'm so happy she's happy. <laughs> Ty's a good dude. I mess with him. I mess with him for I, sure. I still haven't met him yet. He he loved the hell out of her, bro. You can tell. It looks like it on their Instagram. Yeah, he, he loved the hell tell. out of her. That's what's up, man. I'm happy, I'm happy for them, too, man. I'm happy for them, too. That's what's up. But I, besides everything been good, man. I can't complain about nothing. I can't complain about nothing. So not one bit. How 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 you been since the last time we since we parted? I've been good, man. Just keeping busy. Um, some I, I finally got a chance to connect with somebody I have been wanting to connect with. It's a, a radio personality out here in uh, in San Diego. His name is Marlon. He's Oso Oso Marlon on Instagram. Hmm. He's a, a radio host. He has a show called The Spotlight Show. It's on like eighty nine point three FM. Comes on Thursday nights. Plug. <clears throat> comes on thursday nights at 10 o'clock and i hesitated to say it because you know me usually when i speak on stuff before i do it it, it, it don't happen but this one looking like it's it's already looking like it's wrapped it's up it's already like solidified putting a bow on it i have been wanting to i have been like for a couple months now i have been wanting to tap in with him and you know come and like film a show for him and or be on his show like him put the spotlight on me but i was down for either one you know what i'm saying whatever yeah. whatever he wanted to do um oh that's he, what you've been uh Posting to your gram. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. Got and it. And then, um, so he came. He came to a Kings game a couple of uh, like a few months ago. <clears throat> and this was after I had our, we had already like been going back and forth in the DMs on Instagram. And I seen him at a Kings game. But if you ever like been to a Kings game or seen me at a game, I'm moving. I'm all over the place. Yeah. I'm switching out lenses, different cameras. I'm. It's work for me when you I'm at a Kings yeah, game. Yeah, you ain't got a whole bunch of time. Right. I'm, I'm. It's work for me. And I saw him at the game. But I didn't realize who it was. I just saw him. I'm like, this nigga look familiar. Where do I know him from? But anyway, and I just kept moving, kept moving. Yeah. And then literally the next morning, I was on Instagram and I seen him. And I was like, oh, that's who that was at the game. I missed my chance to chop it up in person that, with yeah. him. You know what I'm saying? And I hit him. I was like, hey, bro, were you at the Kings game uh, last night? He's like, yeah, that was me. Um, so when we chopped it up, he was supposed to come out to uh, Mikey Williams, a championship game with me. He didn't get a chance to make it out. But uh, a couple days later, actually Sunday, I think I was at your no 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 yeah Sunday mm-hmm. I was with you um, actually Corey we was at um for his, uh, his video shoot for the song that we opened the podcast with um 
anyway, Sunday after I left his video shoot, I went down. And that was the first um, uh, interview I recorded for him. But um, just uh, us talking and like, you know, bouncing ideas back and forth. He said one of the main reasons he wanted to tap in with me is because he see what I'm doing on the sports side. And he see like, you know, I'm not just like filming games and putting highlights up. Like I'm doing interviews. Like I'm trying to sit down and talk with people. Yeah. And the dope part about this, the thing that I didn't want to speak on, but he was saying that um, that was one of the reasons why he wanted to connect. He wanted to incorporate some type of sports into his show. Yeah. And so what's really dope uh, opportunity that came about with uh, with connecting with him is I'm going to be on the radio every Thursday night at 10 o'clock now on the Spotlight Show. So he's going to yeah. do his segment where he's talking to, like, to, to, to rappers and entertainers. Mm. And then for the first 30 to 45 minutes and then his segment ends... It's not my own show. It's still his show, the yeah, Spotlight yeah. Show. But I'm gonna have a segment. You're, you're on doing it. a sports section on the right. show, right? And so when he goes off, then I come in and with that, whatever guest I've invited to the station that night, I talk to them about, you know, their sports journey, whatever they're doing. So that's gonna be yeah, pretty yeah. dope. That's what's up. That's clean. Yeah, that's super clean. Really excited about that. That's super super clean. And so hopefully with that, you know, what I'm saying that will attract more people that just want to sit down and talk to me in general. I could have them on um, on on um, link up with Michael Flicks. We could do a mic'd up with Michael Flicks, and then I could bring them into the sports segment of the Spotlight Show. Yeah, and they may talk be, about all of it, like working right. with you and all that. Right. And then if they come into the Spotlight Show, that's only like uh, that's only going to be like a twenty minute. Oh yeah, that's thing, cool. Which is cool. Yeah. But then, but that'll that'll still give me the freedom. And that's the, a good amount of time, bro. Shit, doing interviews and sitting down with people and stuff, coaching like. But I look <laughs> you at, feel like ten minutes a lot of time. But I man, but I was looking at it like. It'll be similar to some of these other radio personnel. Oh, I don't want to say other, like Charlemagne. Like Charlemagne, everybody knows Charlemagne. He's on The Breakfast Club. All the biggest stars in the world come to The Breakfast Club, but there's sometimes people that come, and you could tell he wants to ask them more questions, but he has to share the floor with two other people that have yeah. questions to ask as well. Yeah. And sometimes he'll get cut off, and he don't get to ask all his questions, but then he get to bring people to his podcast, but that's his platform, his form. There's no and time I got limit. you for this amount. No, I have you for this amount no of time. Now we have. You. Exactly. There's no mm. FCC, and he gets to really get off all, the, ask all the questions he want to ask, which is dope. And that was another reason I asked him. I was like, "Why is your show on so late at night?" He's like, "He's like, if we on at ten o'clock, the FCC don't mess with it." He's like, "So we can still cuss, we can still do our thing." You know, y'all know me. I don't really swear very much anyway. But yeah, that that you know that's pretty dope. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Just you know, trying to solidify that relationship with him. Shout out to Marlon for uh, reaching out and wanting to Clean. connect. Clean. Uh. Other than that, man, I just been doing a lot of, a lot of editing. Um, the the media company that I work for, uh, Hustle Two K. I could check us out on YouTube and Instagram. I've been uh, editing a lot of their, uh, there, a lot of our Instagram <laughs> content. Um, he sent me a. Gotta speak the lingo. Right, I wasn't able to um make it out to the Sierra Canyon game, but he sent me the footage of that, and I chopped up a few videos for them. Went out to the Etiwanda game, versus uh, um, no more playing the country. Evan Mobin and Rancho Christian. Mobley. What did I say? Moblin. Moblin. Mobley is his name. Evan Mobley on his way to USC next year. Plays for Rancho Christian right now. Um, and then also. You know why he's going to USC, right? His brother there. His brother yeah. and his dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They think he's going to be a one and done. I don't. Nah, he's not. He's not quite. He could play, but he's not his no, brother. No, yeah. He could play, but. He's not his brother, though. Yeah. And I mean. He bigger though, right? He he taller. And he's seven foot. I, I don't remember yeah. how, how tall his brother. I think his brother like six nine, six ten. His but brother, they his, both tall. His brother better than him. Yeah, but they think because of his size and his position, he'll be a one and done. But oh, while we're talking about sports, shout out to La Jolla Country Day women's basketball team made it to mm -hmm. the state championship. Uh, this is a good segue into our first topic. 
we don't even know if they're going to be able to play that game in Sacramento tomorrow night because they, they shutting everything down with this coronavirus, man. But still, shout out to La Jolla Country Day. No, no, Day. no. Shout out La Jolla Country Day. Um, very good team. Very, very good team. They got a McDonald's All-American. Miss Pow Pow. She's a, she's the truth, bro. She could play. She could hoop. Yeah, she could I hoop. hit her up, see if she want to come be on my show. She's like, I'm too busy. I got too much going on. I was like, I feel it. I yeah. was hella disappointed, though. Um... Wifey and I went and saw them. We had a my team had an off day during off uh, off day during tournament time, so we went down to um, one of the the big tournament down here in San Diego during the year and watched and watched them play um, Long Beach Poly. Um, like the second game or first game, they lost all year. They lost, but you could tell that um, she's a hair above. She's a cut above the rest, bro. Like like they Long Beach Poly is a perennial championship team. So is a whole country day. You know what I mean? But um, they made her struggle. But even in struggle, you could tell when some people are just a little bit better than everybody else. They, like, maybe the team around, maybe the Long Beach Poly team was better than what maybe totally she had. But they're just so well coached and she's so nice, man. Everybody plays their role. Um, it was truly like watching a coaching clinic, bro. Like, they're very well coached. And that girl is very good, man. Like, Jump shot, water, handle, grub. She don't make mistakes. That's a really good team. But, I mean, this coronavirus got everybody scared, bro. And I just don't feel the same way. <laughs> I just really I just really don't. Um, I think for people that have to travel a lot, mm-hmm. I think that the coronavirus is something very, very serious for them. But if you do not have a compromised immune system... If you are a relatively healthy person that is um, younger, you're not a very young child and you're not a, a very older person. If you're in that middle group, which is most of us, stop being nasty. Wash your hands, clean your surfaces, all of that stuff. You should be disinfecting. If you work at a cubicle, you should be disinfecting your stuff. Like, it's nothing that you shouldn't already have been doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, people walking around like, with hazmat suits on and putting trash bags over their clothes and all of that. Like, that's not how you're going to get it, idiot. Bro, I, I've like, seen, I forget what state it was, but I've seen videos. There's a, a teacher, a middle school teacher at some school that had the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's videos of, like, hella parents pulling up, picking up their kids, not letting the kids get in the car. They jumping out, closing all the doors, pulling out, like, big, like, aerosol bottles of spray this and, like, Hosing their kids down with the spray disinfectant, the backpack, sanitized wipes, wiping everything down before they get in the car. And on the one hand, I'm like, it ain't that serious. But on the other hand, it's like, you can never be too careful. That's I, a, bet, I bet Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell didn't ever think, I, for sure Rudy Gobert didn't think he'd ever get it, the way he was acting. Yeah, but Rudy and that's why and, uh, I said, Donovan Mitchell are two players for the Utah Jazz. They both have been uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah. Rudy Gobert was seen uh, like joke, not was seen. He was joking around at a press conference. Like he got up and he was touching all the mics and touching the reporters' phones and stuff, just being funny. And then what? What a day, maybe two days later, he w- he was tested positive. And then uh, last night, the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder were supposed to play last night. They canceled the game. Um, um, had all the fans. I want to say evacuate. They just made all the fans leave the state. I guess that is evacuation. But all the all the, all the fans had to leave the stadium or leave the arena, and they uh, they tested all the players for both teams um, for the coronavirus before they left. And then, like I said, uh, Rudy Gobert, who already had it, 
you know what I'm saying, Donovan Mitchell didn't. He, that, during the test, it was confirmed this morning that he tested positive for the coronavirus. Yeah. And that's and that's part of what I'm saying. Think about how much an NBA player moves around, going here to there, traveling, and all this stuff. And one dude on the team got it, and then one other dude on the team got it. Between two teams that just that were about to compete and have been out here moving around and doing all of that, it's not crazy. It's serious because of how long you could be, of how long you can have it and not know. Mm-hmm. But like people getting like they throat start scratching, hospitals over flooded. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, go home, drink some tea, take care of yourself, and stop coughing all over every damn thing. You shouldn't be doing that. No way. I under, I understand everybody. You I understand know, caution alert. because of how fast it's spreading, but normal stuff. Like I was just telling you off mic, I was I was in a, in a in a public bathroom. Dude uses the bathroom, does his business, and then walks out. Those are the people that are spreading the coronavirus, bro. It's not those of us who have hand sanitizer at our desk, who wash our hands every time we go to the bathroom. Do do like, we do we know where this came from? Like, was it a man-made thing, or like, do we know where this came from yet? Um, I believe it started in China. I believe this came over from China. Mm. But I, I just, um, everybody should be taking normal precaution. You don't need to wrap yourself in a trash bag. Like, you're okay. I'm glad I looked at this. So I read something last night. said, according to, according to the New York Post, Queen Mary uh, Bioenterprise Innovation Center in London is looking for 24 volunteers to be injected with the coronavirus and particip- participate in a flu camp. Participants to be paid four thousand five hundred eighty-eight dollars. This is in an this is in an attempt to develop a, a vaccine. And I also read another report. Uh, no, before I get to the other one, hey, let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick. I was about to say, you guys are gonna. How long is this trial going on? I think the report might have said, but I don't. I didn't write that. But part down. and I'm just asking as a hypothetical because the way the way people are acting, that little that little four and a half, I'm gonna need more, I'm gonna need that a week. Or, or I'm gonna need that four and a half bands. Like if we're doing this for a m- two months, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need that I'm gonna need that four and a half every month. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need more just be just off what the risk is. Like the risk reward is, is <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, they, like, if you if you young and relatively healthy, but they giving you they giving you four they giving you four and a half to get a runny nose, to so get a scratchy would, throat. So you would do it if you lived in London? I think about it. I think about it. That's what I'm saying. And oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make light. I'm not trying to make light of this because there has been fatalities from this, but there've been people that have already been compromised. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it's people who all they were subject to any virus that would come out here. They would contract it quicker than most people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the severity of them contracting it, how serious it's going to be once they have it, is way up from me or you. Mm-hmm. I had a scratchy throat. I had a um, sore throat two days ago. Not sore throat. I had like, you know, you get like a little itch. You feel like you're about to get sick, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, my throat hurting. Like, people was like, oh, shit, you better go to the hospital. You might have a coronavirus. And I was like, and if I do, what they going to do? They going to send my ass home with some antibiotics and a bill. It's just like when you get sick. Like, <sighs> if you just regularly sick, like, I hate it. And I'm, I've always been ill. Accident prone Broken bones I've been in and out Of the doctor's office In the hospital My whole life It's fact And one thing That would piss me off More than anything Like I'd be in there With like some real stuff Like I'm in there With like 
chest pain. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm about to have a heart attack. Like it's been a few times like I felt like my not didn't feel like my heart stopped, but I've like passed out, like couldn't move, and I'm oh, in yeah. there to see about that. And then there's somebody in there and they name getting called before you just because they in there for a code. You wasting your money. You give you paying this copay, and they go send you to the pharmacy. And you just wasting money, and you just go go home, and they go be like, "Oh, stay in bed, drink water, and take these medicine. Take and, this medicine. You could have got that a, medicine on your own." And there's a part of me that just feels like part of this is population control. That's what I think. Part it is. part of this is pharmaceutical companies meeting quotas. Like, you know who's winning off of this? Purell, and everybody that sell hand sanitizer. Speaking They're making that, a killing right now, bro. That, you I, I, went, I went to a, um, a CVS, bro. They had no. Hand sanitizer at all, at all. You remember last year when uh, when Soldier Boy came out, Drake, and he was doing all that, and he was selling yeah. the video game consoles. <laughs> yeah. He back out right now. You seen the report? Yeah, he I back did. out. He's selling soap, and they said they said business is booming. I bet it is. He man, that's hitting a lick right there. Yeah, man. That's oh, smart. the other thing I wanted to say: um, a plane from Colorado to New Jersey had a passenger sneezing and coughing so much so that the other passenger. Uh, so much so that the pa- other passengers on the plane made such a big deal that the plane had to uh, emergency land. And I, I'm not saying that that's not a thing, but I just co- I want to point out the, the hysteria. Pa- the coughing passenger was screened, tested negative, and cleared to get back on the plane to continue the flight. So it was like a whole like probably like a good four hours at at least three hour delay, just because this dude was coughing and sneezing. Didn't well, and happen. who knows what they had to do? Who knows how far off route they had to go? That's what I'm saying. To get back to that, you know what I'm saying? And Tom Hanks. They said yeah. Tom Hanks and his wife got the coronavirus. The this is what I'm saying. I, and I think I, that, wanna... I think that's the biggest thing that's making people freak out. That is actually like because at first it was like, oh, you're only hearing about old people getting it or people that's been traveling. And then when you hear about a couple NBA, I mean like traveling out of out of the country, not just traveling mm-hmm. like in, you know state to state. And then when you hear about two NBA players and Tom Hanks and his wife, and it's like, hold on, man. Like, this is a real thing. Like, it's really hitting close to home. Hey, Jackson, brody, you could take off whenever you want. You don't got to stay for, you know what I'm saying? No. Oh, okay. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But I just want to point out the hysteria of people, bro. Like, I wasn't rushing you or kicking you out. I was oh, just saying. No, okay, bet. Yeah, yeah. Like, swine flu, H1N1, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like, anthrax was a calculated attack. You know what I'm saying? They were putting that in the mail to try to get at people. This isn't that. This is we travel a ton as a globe. Things can always move. Like, bro, how do you? We just don't track it the same. Flu season. You know what it would be like? You know what it would look like if they tracked flu, the, the flu during flu season? It would scare people into a panic. And now everybody's tripping, bro, everywhere I go. This is what I'm saying. Okay, cool. So they're shutting down stuff. You know what else should shut down? The grocery store, the gas station. Let's not know. Let's not nobody do nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I I don't know, man. I I acknowledge that it's serious. I'm not. I'm moving around, living my normal life. I'm not. I'm not overly worried. I'm not scared mm-hmm. to get it. Like I don't want to get it. But even if I do get it, I'm not gonna be like it's not a death sentence. Like I was saying. I, under, I understand the like severity of how fast this virus is moving, but this is not a plague. It, it it I guess it categorizes as a pandemic because of how fast it's been moving, but this this is something my my thought is a month from now 
or less than, they'll be saying that games are starting back up. Um, people could start going back to their jobs or doing whatever they need to do because this temporary shutdown is just going to stop you gross people from spreading it as fast as this virus can spread because you could be a people because you could be a carrier for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some people are getting like I'm not saying nah, that everybody nah, that right. gets it is gross. Nah, you're right. I'm saying it's perpetuated by mm-hmm. people's lack of cleanliness. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody that goes in and out of your house has to go somewhere and then come back. You feel like coronavirus is in your house? Because I don't feel like it's in mine. Because everybody in my house is clean. And I'm not saying that you won't get sick. I'm not saying that you won't. I'm saying that you getting coronavirus has a lot, a lot to do with how generally clean you are and how you. I'm not running around. I know it's part of business culture. Shake hands when you. But you got to take the necessary precautions. And even if I have to do that, I'm washing my hands the first time. Bro, I, you know what I'm saying? Like when I got to the uh, when I got to the radio station last night, so I work on Wednesday nights in the episodes, the the, the interviews, the, the show comes out on Thursday nights. When I went to the station last night, bro, I went to shake Mr. Wade's hand, the dude that runs the station, mm-hmm. that runs the studio that we use. Quick, and this is like one of the nicest white men you'd ever meet. Like he'll mm-hmm. never try to diss you by not shaking your hand. Yeah. How you doing, Mr. Wade? He was like, Hey, how's it going? And it, he didn't even make it like, Hey, hey. He's just yeah, like, Just like, yeah. This is protocol right now. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's part of it. Rudy Gobert should have been doing that. Rudy Gobert shouldn't. It looks crazy because he probably had it before he was playing around. You know what I'm saying with the with the um with he the media. Did. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't look good because he did that. But this is also an example. Rudy Gobert. Is you just t- pluck an average person out of society? He's among the elite in fitness, in health, in all of that. Mm-hmm. He's a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna die from the coronavirus, bro. You're not gonna see him in a hospital bed struggling because he doesn't have a compromised immune system. You know what I'm saying? He's a relatively strong, not relatively. He's a he's probably he's in the one strong. or two percent of health and fitness. They say, they this- say he one of the strongest people in the NBA. You, you know what I'm saying? It, and it's, it's not saying that you can't get it. It's saying that there, there's not like some crazy fatality rate with this. Everybody, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do everybody around you a favor. Wash your hands before and after you go to the bathroom if necessary. Wash your hands before you eat. Don't touch your face. Think about, think about the surfaces you're touching. Think about the cleanliness of the surfaces that are around you. I ain't here to get these niggas no PSA, man. If you don't know how to stay clean, and <laughs> you don't know how to stay clean. We talked about this last podcast. We're not gonna spend a not gonna spend a whole bunch of time on it on it this week. But since we was talking about uh, Rudy Gobert, I did want to talk about another NBA. Well, we player. got well, we got we do gotta make sure we talk about the NBA. Is um, well, we said that, that, the, that yeah, they the canceled NC, it. yeah the NCAA men's and women's side have um they're gonna be having games. Without fans, minimum right. only we need, needed we need to talk about that. Only needed people at the games as far as media and they're saying some family. Like it's irresponsible for them to be playing these games. I it's irresponsible. I think if you take all the necessary precautions that you could go out and do that. If you test the teams and nobody has it on the teams, I think that you can go out there and play the games. You gotta test everybody that's gonna be around this sporting event. And you can't test everybody that's gonna come in, that's gonna come through a turnstile, but all the participants and referees and officials and board people, you know what I'm saying? You could test them, and if all of them are good, 
then why not? Like it sucks. It's gonna suck for them not to have a crowd. I just think it it the op, it it sends a bad message, and then also the optics aren't good when no more classes. Don't come to campus. Everything's online. You can't live in the dorms. Go back home. While a lot of people don't have the money to just be going back and forth like that, some people mm. are just they got to just figure it out. I'm sure their families can get them home, but. Not that, sure. No, that's another thing but we anyway, should talk about connected to this too. Like these colleges and stuff anyway, are gonna have these, to pay these bills. All these, all these, like I just think the optics are bad when you're nobody can stay in the dorms, nobody can go to class, everything's online. But oh, we still playing these games. Why is that? The money, like yeah. everything else is being shut down, and that's not. I I, I get it. I just I understand I it. It's us. A lot of people's palms got to get greased by that, and I. As long as I just you don't t- understand if every other event that brings people like big groups of people together is being shut down, why are they still playing? Well, I I think it's because of the like I'm saying like the control. You can't I think, I you think can't it's the test. Money. Well, no, it's it's definitely part of the money, but I think that's they're the, they're the not main thing and the 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 end all be all. Well, I I think for every major corporation that is, but. I think that it would be different if they were like, yo, we're trying to get all this bread from the turnstiles and the concessions and doing all that. Like, they've signed deals for these games. And if they could say, if they could say hey, we could test everybody associated with both of these teams and that are going to be around this game, cool, let's do that. But we can, there's no way that we could test for 30,000, 40,000, 70. I don't know how many people like are in these arenas at these NCAA games. Let's say 100,000. We can't test 100,000 people. And the NBA has said that they're suspending games indefinitely. Um, and well, I, I, keep, I see this a lot on Twitter. Hey, you guys need to understand what the difference between suspended and a cancellation is. Right. The NBA said they suspended, suspended. games. When if, you get suspended, up, if you get suspended from school, you have, to, you have to stay home for a week or a few days and you get to come back. If you get expelled canceled right yeah. that means you can't ever come back yeah so the nba season will be back yeah so you guys relax relax and it just means that we'll have it later into the year like well, we don't get to enjoy it right now for you know i guess the yeah. foreseeable future but i mean when it comes back you know yeah. i might be I a think little that, added bonus i think that um but that also means next season is probably going to start later yeah i think that um i think that i think that everybody's being as responsible as they can I think that it's on them to try to manage Not the NCAA. I I think so. They're nah. they're managing the traffic. The money, of course, plays a part of it, and that feels nasty. But if you're on the hook for a bill of a couple million, maybe a billion dollars, and you can eliminate the main people who are going to move this virus around this arena, the uh, fans that are coming through the turnstiles who you can't but sanitize bro, it's not, and screen. It's not just that simple. You can like they they saying like you you could have symptoms. You could have it and not know for the first five to fourteen days that you have it. Yeah, like, hmm. but you can have it and not know. But they can screen you to see if you do have it. That's what I'm saying. I just think it sends a bad message. And they were saying like, "Oh, the kids want to play." They, they said there's been kids on pretty much every team that's like, "Nah, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't want to play. I want to go home. I'm concerned about my health. I'm concerned about my family. Like, I want to go home. I don't want to play." Hmm. And that should be taken into account. It should. I doubt that's the majority. I'm sure. Hey, I, if I, I was going to say, guess, I think 98% of them want to play. Nah, I'm going to say that. And, I, and, I, and I'll bet you 98% of them don't want to play in front of an empty gym. Well, that, that ain't got no, that, that's not their choice. They're not NBA players. That's not their choice. 
Fine. A lot, a lot of y'all playing empty gyms anyway. Be clear until March Madness. It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. I, I feel differently. I just they're controlling as much as they're controlling as much as they can. If we're saying, if we're saying two NBA teams tested everybody there, and out of those two teams, one team had a dude carrying it, and one person got it. The other team didn't have it. All the, they, like what I read is they they tested everybody associated training staff. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. But then how do you how do you ensure that nobody like nobody gets it? Like I, it's just I, it's like it's not that important. Like it's just basketball. No, this like, is it's what, not that important. But what would you say if they said we've screened everybody that's going to be in contact with these two teams? Everybody's good. They could control that. That's an easy situation for them to control. We could control who's at the door. We can control who's letting them in and out of the gym. They've all, we've already checked their staffs and all of that stuff. We could check the refs. We could check the people that are at the board doing the clock and all of it that. It just seems a lot to me to play basketball. You're going to test everybody that's, that, that comes in the building. I mean, from what I'm saying, from, from what I understand, it's like, it's like a swab test like any other one. But they tested, all, they, they tested all the players for both teams last night. And they didn't confirm that Donovan Mitchell had it until this morning. So it's not like you just take the test and 30 minutes later you know. No, I know. But I'm saying the the, the um, March Madness game time has started yet. Nah, nah. It's, it's just basketball, bro. Like, just let the, like, let the situation be under control first. Let the situation get handled and then go back to playing basketball. I just don't. It's just, it's just, I just think it sends a bad message. For the NCAA, that's a lot got, harder than the NBA, though, to just to go back to basketball whenever this starts back up. They miss March. They miss the season. It's over. And they're on the hook for that bill. That's what I'm saying. It's not, bro, like, this is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm always the guy that's like, morals come first. And I don't, I, I, it just doesn't feel right, personally, for me. It doesn't feel right. I'm, I, I've been watching Sports Center all this morning. There's people on the TV. And in there, there was somebody, you know how, how much we love this time of year. This is our favorite time of year. There was multiple guys in there saying, like, this does not feel right. It does not feel right that we're here for basketball with all this that's going on. When you got the NBA that's canceled all their games, you got the MLS that's canceled all their games. It just, it just, it, it, to me, it's irresponsible. And then it also makes the NCAA look even worse than they already look because it just looks like they're all about, all about a dollar like everyone knows that they are. It just doesn't look They're right. all about a dollar. And that, and it just doesn't look right to me. I just and I, I think and and being that we know that about them, I feel like this is what's driving everything, and that morally isn't right. I I just I'm not as I'm not I'm not jumping over I'm not spooked like everybody else is. That's how I am. We have a test. We could test to see who has it. You know what I'm saying? There's people that are complaining about this that drop their kid off at the sitter. They ain't check their sitter. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no. Everybody went and got their sitter check. Okay, let's do this. Every kid at a public school, if any of their parents are upset about the NCAA stuff, you just sent your kid to school. What's more important? Say, say that again. Every like, there's people on TV, right? They got kids, and those kids probably went to school, right? They went to a school where they could contract this virus. Did you check everybody that they're gonna come in contact with? Are your are your kids still hanging out with their friends? Are you still going out to dinner? That's well, what I'm saying. It's well, like I, it's I, like, I would, come on, man, give me a break. You like, want to kill the NCAA because you can. And it does, and money is definitely the motivation. But if they're doing know, everything, I'm a stay-at-home dad now, and my my son my son stays home with me. If he was in school, if he was still enrolled in school, he would not be going to school today. And he wouldn't. 
and I'm and that is and that is your right. But I'm saying all of these people that are saying this doesn't look right. Da, 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 I'm, say, I'm saying they're that, gonna go I'm out to that eat to with say somebody. All these people that you're talking about that are so up in arms, they probably sent their kids to school. I'm one of the people that's all up all up in arms, and I wouldn't be sending my kid to school. That's why I brought that up. Like I would argue the dude that was like, this doesn't feel right. I would I, if I had that if I had to guess. He probably isn't sending his kid to school. Like he's probably not sending his loved ones into a space no, where he feel like they. No, could we're possibly we're get, speculating. Uh, get the virus. We're speculating, and I'm not talking about an individual. I'm saying paint with a broad stroke just this one time. You think that everybody who has this criticism for the NCAA is not going out to a restaurant? They're not going out anywhere, bro. They came to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people are gonna say, "Well, they gotta go to work." Well, there's people that they work in those arenas. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I'm not as spooked as everybody else, man. And I, 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 I'll just have to leave it there. Like, if, you, if we have a test to see who, can, who, who is holding this, yeah, we don't have a cure, but we could see who is carrying this virus. If we check everybody and everybody there is good, I don't see any reason. If we've eliminated the major threat, the spectators, excuse me, I don't see why is such a big deal or is crazy to have games with no fans. I get it from the NBA perspective. Like everybody, like no matter what, anybody who buys a ticket to a sporting event, you're a paid extra in that TV. You are, you're an extra in that TV show. You're part of the experience. You're what makes the camera angles and everything. You're, you build the hype for the fan at home. Right. And that part is going to suck not to see that. But people like up in arms, like going crazy about this stuff. Like, I, corp, corporate greed is part of it. But you know what would be real corporate greed? If they pushed them out there no matter what and told the fans to come in there because they wanted to get that. They've already signed contracts for all these games. And if they're doing everything in their power to take care of that, and the, and the, risk, is but, and the risk is way down from what it would normally be, eliminating all those fans, let's say it's 60,000 people. Eliminate them. That's the real threat. It's not the fourteen people on each team. There's got to be a clause somewhere in there that's like barring some something like this. There had there has to be, bro. There has to be. I I would I would assume I would guess there like in 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 deals like of that magnitude and money being exchanged like that much money. I would assume there has to be something in place, some type of clause that says like some type of you know pandemic or some type but that of... don't mean they get their money back and that don't mean that that stops them from being paid there might be a clause that says oh we won't do these games and that that's don't... what i'm speaking to that's what i'm speaking to it's all about the money that's what i'm that's exactly what i'm speaking to like if there's a clause that says like you you're talking about them being on the hook for money you now now you're talking about them not making their money if they were on the hook for some money that's like i I'd still would be like whatever like the kids well, they sign, well, they signed TV deals is what I'm saying. Like, things have been agreed on. The games weren't played when they signed Making up Making money to, and being on the hook for money are two very different things, though. I'm saying, but if we signed a deal, right, somebody's on the hook for a certain amount and somebody's getting a certain amount. I'm talking about both of them. And that's why I'm saying, with, with that in mind, I would assume that there would be some type of clause in place that says, okay, like the, like the country music festival that got shot up. I would assume that there's something in there that says, like, barring some type of, like, hysteria or some type of riot or some type of whatever, that there's something in place that says, like, yo, we couldn't continue under these circumstances, so the deal is off. I would just assume. Like, I don't, I don't know. 
I can't prove that, I just, but I would. I would. I, I just I, think. I, feel I like just that's think just about smart business. I think about the. I think about the arena and where the threats are. Yeah. Like people are still going to stores, people are still going to schools and work. All of these are places Those where you could. Those things are necessities, though. That's very different. Basketball is not a necessity. And for people the people running eat. the business, it is a necessity. Though you think those you think those refs you think those refs are like yo, it's just a but basketball it, game. But, but see, I, now you're you're speaking to two different things though. You're, I'm you're not. Fr- you are though because you're talking about all these people that still have to go to these spaces. People don't have to go play basketball. People and the have people to aren't go. coming. To, they're not. They're not going to be there. There's not going to be fans. They don't have to come, and they won't be there. And even if they showed up, so they you, won't be allowed in. So what were you what were you bringing that up for? You were saying people still have to go to the store. Why were you saying that? I'm saying because you're saying like, like it's about the money and they're only doing this for that. Like, bro, like there's people that are going all over the place. They're not going, yo, the coronavirus could be there. It's not worth it to go there. Go to a restaurant right now. There's people still sitting in that motherfucker. They don't have to be there. So you're saying that I don't, I'm not following. So you're saying that to say what? I'm saying that if you're saying they shouldn't like just the players and the coaches and the team staffs shouldn't show up to play a basketball game. It was already scheduled. If we've eliminated the major threat, and you're saying that because the coronavirus, it's not worth it to show up. It's not worth it for these people. You can, you can miss a day at work. That's what you're asking referees and, and all these other people to do. You're asking them to miss a day at work. There's people filming that game. They ain't got nothing to do now because y'all canceled the game. That's my money. That's my check. So what? And, and Bro, that's, I was, and that's suppo- I, I, say- suppo- I was supposed to make a lot of money. At the at this weekend at the ABA uh, Far West uh, Division playoffs, supposed to make a lot of money. I was gonna shoot along for the grind with somebody. To uh, you already know I work for the for the Kings. Another team that's coming from out of town. Um, uh, you know we emailed back and forth the deal that I was gonna cover their team too while they was out here, bro. In one weekend, this is probably the most money I was ever gonna make in one weekend being a photographer. Guess but, how much of that money I get to make now because they canceled the ABA the ABA uh, playoffs. How do I feel away? You can hear it in my voice that I feel away. But what's more important? Health yeah. and, and, and I'm this, not I'm not like oh bro I was supposed to get my bread I'm not, I don't have no I don't have no way to make money nigga so what people's health comes first yeah you don't have nothing to do this weekend yeah sure okay and that's and see and this is this is kind of why I get frustrated when we talk about stuff because you're saying you aren't that mad and I'm asking you you're saying it wasn't worth it to you what do you say to the person that's in a restaurant what do you say to the person that sent their kid to school what do you say to the person like bro the NCAA has they've eliminated the major threat of this. Meanwhile, so should those players be quarantined? What, what, like, what is the, what should they do? Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Just don't play the games. Just don't do none of that. Don't do none. Like, everybody, stop doing everything. Keep your ass at home. Just, you know what I'm saying? It's, to me, it just seems like a built-up panic. It's like we've eliminated the sixty thousand people that we can't check. No, it's not a panic. It's a precaution. And I, this is what I'm saying. They took precaution. They limp, bro. They they have the ability to check all of the teams and their staff. If all of them are okay, what are, what are you worried about now? And that's when you go to it's the money, and of course the money is part of it. Of course the money is part of it. But if they've eliminated the major major threat, and they've checked the teams, if there's one person on the team that has it, and you check everybody else, I would be fine with them saying, bro, you can't play, bro. It's too much of a risk. You should be getting better, but that's what I'm saying. If they're gonna, if they're gonna eliminate, I don't think that to me. So then, what do we say to the players that are like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not cool with this. I'm not this. I'm uncomfortable with this." 
Like, there's a reason there's like adults who do this for a living, who cover this sport for a living that were in the gym saying this does not feel right. We, I feel like we should not be here. Like, you should have saw there was people like you could tell they like had a, a legit beef. Like, people that I've seen on TV ranting and The world's more important than them. Why are they there? Work. Yeah, because they want to get their check. And what I'm saying is they were saying this does not feel right. There were people on the TV. You could tell they were visibly upset. I'm not saying that, that they weren't. And that's what I'm saying, Steph. But, and Mike, that, and that, Mike. And that's what I'm speaking Mike, to. You're telling I, I, me all these people just don't do shit? Yes. No. That is but, what I'm and saying. This, but this is what I'm saying. And this is what, and this is what I'm saying. This is why I get frustrated. Because you're saying, yes, I hear it, and then ignoring what I'm asking you to look at. I'm saying they said that we should not be here. If I say I shouldn't be somewhere, guess what? I'm not showing up, bro. I'm not. Because I've decided that it's not that important. They did. They did the calculation and still showed up to report that this doesn't feel right. But they are still there. So, so Some I'm, would say in harm's way. So what, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you frustrated about? I'm... I'm saying that if they take the precaution, if the player, if there's a player on the team that says, I'm not comfortable with this, excuse that player to go home. But that's why I said earlier, I think 98% of the players want to play. They want to play under the right conditions. They don't want to be out here catching a coronavirus. I heard that. I guess I'm kind of harping on the last thing you just said. You say you get frustrated and I ignore. What am I ignoring? Because when I say they're still there, you say, but they're saying that they don't feel that this is right. But you still showed up. That's like all these people, like, there's a lot of people out here with a lot of the hysteria and all this shit over the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that, that motherfucker still went out to eat. Why would you go into a crowded restaurant with people you don't know if you're so worked up about it? That, that's, that's making an assumption, Steph. You don't, you don't know that. And I would argue, like, like I said, because I'm one of those people. If I was the reporter, I would have been that white man that I've seen on the TV that was like, this doesn't feel right. We shouldn't be here. And I would not be at a restaurant. How I gonna- would not send my kid to school. Okay. So I'm not going to just assume that the guy that's all up in arms the same way I am is just going out to restaurants and sending his kids no. in the harm's way. And, th- and this is what I'm saying. Do they, do they live in a place where they're reporting? No, they flew out to go there. How are you going to eat? No matter how you're going to eat, it's not going to be your hands making it unless you went to a grocery store, which is a hazard. That's what I'm saying. Don't nobody do nothing. You're going to have to do something. It take all like, the precaution that you can in doing what you have to do. If you have to go to work, take all the precaution. If you want to put your basketball game on and you can and you can eliminate the threat, then do that. If somebody doesn't want to show up, allow them to not show up. But that doesn't mean that the game has to be, has to not be played. The game doesn't have to be played either, and that's all I've been no, saying. No, and that's and I and and that's just a difference of opinion. And I, that's why I said if they they've eliminated, no fans are going to be there. We would both agree that that's the major threat, right? So if it's just a difference of opinion, like what, what am I ignoring and what's, what's frustrating you so much if we just have a no, difference because, of opinion? And I'm saying, and that's what I'm saying. When I said they've eliminated the threat, you're saying there's people that are there. I'm saying those people are there and they're making the argument. And you said that that person wouldn't send their kid to school. That person wouldn't go to a restaurant. That person also said it doesn't feel right to be here and is there. They're there in the place where they said it doesn't feel right to be. Like... I'm a, my opinion is this coronavirus is not, is not worth all this, what seemingly to me, panic to people. I'd agree with that. I and, just, and I just, and I just and now, still feel like it's irresponsible for them and to now, play the games. And, and now if you're, if you're like, okay, it's not worth all this panic to take the next step to start saying, oh, they're doing this and they're dirty. We know the NCAA is dirty. This, like, what, what would be crazy dirty is to be like, fuck it, we're trying to get every dollar. Look at these motherfuckers in here. 
We 47 minutes in on the coronavirus, man. Let's talk about something else. Next. That's what I wanted to talk about. That's why I was trying to segue from one NBA player to another. You see uh, D-Wade said he's not going to the championship because the, the coach don't play his son. Yeah. How you feel about that? I mean, you already sent you my notes, so you can see what I'm about to say about it. But how you feel about that? Um, D-Wade needs to chill, man. D-Wade needs to chill. And as a coach, as a high school coach, as an AAU coach, um, D-Wade's the parents that you worry about. D-Wade's the parents that are doing too much. Your kid not getting the playing time that they want. Let's be clear. This team's going to the championship. So if your kid wasn't playing, that's part of the game plan that's been working. We're going to the desired destination. And I think D-Wade loves bringing up that he wasn't one of the highest recruited dudes. You just, so that means you wasn't the dude that was always getting all the playing time. Your son can't understand that. Why? Because he's D-Wade's son? Hmm. That's funny. And I think, I think, I think D-Wade was maybe fooled by the – by the early season because the kid their best player Zaire Williams wasn't playing I think the kid uh, Brandon Boston wasn't playing yet there was a few kids weren't playing and they're like low key not even low key the two best players on the team and so when you got two guards down and then you're a guard so you're gonna be you're gonna get some burn yeah and then so when they come back it's like I don't even think that I I I feel bad even trying to give them that kind of leeway because you're an NBA basketball player. You you telling me you're looking at the roster? You sent this. You sent your son here because you know how good this team is. Mm-hmm. You know your son ain't better than them too. And earlier it, during during the off season before the season started, they were asking him about like, oh, his son his his son playing with Bronny and playing for Sierra Kane and this this. This, 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 I was about to say franchise, but this school that's like got this storied history. And he was like, yeah, that, that was done on purpose. Like my son is used to being the best player on the team at, at his high school in Florida. We brought him out here. Like, I and mean, I told him like, you understand, like, this is a different type of basketball environment. This is a different type of team. You're not going to be able to just hot dog and do your thing like you normally. So to hear him go from that to this. It's so like, so D-Wade, they asked D-Wade, they, they, they showed. On inside the NBA. Uh, inside the NBA, they showed a clip of a, Z- shout out to uh, Zaire Williams from Sierra Kane. hit a buzzer beater to send his team, uh, to send Sierra Kane to the state, uh, to the state championship. Practice, you know, shot. And they asked, <clears throat> Z- uh, D-Wade's son, Zaire Wade, plays on the team. They asked D-Wade, was he going to be attending the game? He said, no, I will not be attending. Um, the, they don't put my son in the game, and I don't want to do nothing to the coach. And I was just like, man, I tweeted. I was like, oh, so D-Wade, is that basketball dad, huh? Let me say this, bro. I've seen Sierra Canyon before. I've seen Sierra Canyon play in person twice. Early, like, I think it might have been their first, literally their first two games of the season. And like I said, before they had their two best players. And Zaire Wade was playing. And even then, without their two best players, you could tell that he wasn't the best player on the team. Mm -hmm. That there was definitely players better than him. And then so you fast forward, they get their two best players back. And even still, the the media platform that I work for, I'm going to shout him out again. Shout out Hustle 2K. When I don't make it to the games, he still sends me the footage to make the Instagram videos. And so I see full game highlights. Like even after I'm done making the videos, just if I'm bored or barren sleep, I ain't got nothing you to do. You watch a lot of Sierra King. I've, I've, I watch a lot of Sierra King. He's not even close to being the best player on the team, bro. To, to be real, I would argue that Bronny's a little bit better. Than, Bronny's a definitely a better defender than he is. Bronny's a, probably a better shooter than he is, just as, if not more, athletic. And Bronny don't even get crazy burned like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I- he's just not he's, not, he's not that guy on the team. He's not one of the best players on the team for him to demand that type of playing time. And then, like you said, this team just made it to the state championship. Like, they're about to, they're about to prove, like, 
come this weekend, if the coronavirus don't stop everything, they're about to prove that they're the best team in California. You know what I'm saying? And they're the best team in California. And like you said, your son's not playing that much. So the coach must be doing something right, bro. Yeah. He must be. And that's, and that's my whole thing. And it just, it, it shows, it shows, um, it shows what you're looking for. D-Wade, like, it It almost seems like you were expecting or anticipating preferential treatment. And it just, and it, just um, it don't look right. It don't look right. And you're going to say on national television, mm-hmm. I don't want to do nothing to the coach. Right. Bro, just don't show up. Don't right. Don't say nothing about it. Congratulate the kids and all of that. Last time I checked. I checked Bronny James just because I'm interested in what LeBron's son is doing. When I check, and this was early in the season, I don't know if his minutes went up or down, but he was playing eight minutes a game. That's a high school quarter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And LeBron hasn't said nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you feel like your son better than Bronny? You probably do. No, and I'm, and that's fine if you do. But that guy is playing eight minutes a game. How much better is he? Because this team isn't a championship without your son playing. And I get it. Zaire's a senior, right? Like, his son's a senior. Yeah, he's a yeah. senior. And, and I, I, I get it from that perspective. But to come out on national television and do that, that's not right. That's not right. It's not a good look. Um, and I'm sure that's not the example that D-Way wanted to put out there. You know what I mean? All these guys are real careful. Like, So was it a mistake? You, you know what I mean? You can't do all this. He's learning not to be the best player and doing all yada, 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 but now he's not getting best player treatment. Now now, now it's a problem. Now you're going to do something to the coach. D-Wade, shut your ass up. You ain't about to do shit. What you going to do, walk up and slap the coach? You going to start arguing with the coach before after a game? Get out of here. And as Get out of here, a coach, D-Wade. As a coach, those are the, those are the, as a, as a coach, those are the parents that you really hate. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it gets annoying even when a parent comes up to you and even asks you over and over why their kid isn't playing. The first time, it's like, nah, I get that. Every every parent will want to know, like, why their kid needs to play more. Nah, like I tell, my, I tell my parents, your player can ask me, you cannot. Mm, I mean, how you run your team is how you run your team. I wouldn't do that. I mean, if I want to know, if I want to know, if I want to hear myself from the coach as the parent, I feel like I, I have that right. My son and daughter are going to have to do that. I'm not getting in the middle of that. Cause, cause now, now the coach got to deal. Now the coach got to deal with you on the court, but understand it. And I'm you're not taking your frustration and everything home to your parent. I'm not saying you've done that, but what if, what if your son or daughter, you told your your son or daughter to go ask the coach, and you watch every game, you probably have a, a pretty good handle of why your kid doesn't play that much. Mm-hmm. But your kid goes and asks the coach, and the coach gives them some BS, and you feel like the coach, you feel like in your heart and in your head that the coach just gave them any any BS answer. You're not gonna go and ask the coach yourself. Nah. I'm not like because I think it's I think it's important for the child to still understand the dynamic of the team. Whether I talk to this coach or not, this is the coach's team. And just because I went up there and talked to them don't mean it's going to get a different a a different outcome than when you talk to them. They could tell me the same BS they told you what I'm going to do. Tell the coach they lying. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like I would I wouldn't it, press it, them. I just, wouldn't press them, but I could I could fully see myself. And I plan on being that 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 parent that's that's cool with my kids' teachers and coaches and stuff like that. I've I'm, I've already gotten cool with his teachers. Well, the teachers that he used to have. 
So I feel like I would be able to be like, hey, man, so what my dude got to do to get some more playing time, man? Like, what's up? He need to eat. You can't knock down open shot. You don't trust him. Like, what do you got to do? And I'll work. I'll work with him. It wouldn't be no thing where I'm like, what's good, bro? Like, I, w- I wouldn't be pressing no, him. No, but, but this but is what I'm saying. I, w- I would for sure want to, because you'd want to see your kid in the game. Like, you want to help your kid out. You know what every, I'm saying? Every parent does, and that's the problem. Every parent does. So now I got to listen to all y'all ask me this. Yo, I'm coaching this team, man. No, but that's the thing. That's why I think D-Wade is one of those parents who's just who's just being like he's kind of throwing his name and throwing his weight around a little bit because he has to understand why his son isn't playing. He has to. But and and there isn't a single player for Sierra Canyon that plays more than him that he's better than. Every player that plays more than him is a better basketball player or, than him. Or let's say let's say they're not all, but they are. No, no I, I I understand, and okay. you watch them a lot more than I do. But let's let's go to a hypothetical, and let's say they aren't team necessity. Team, there's players that play on every – Kyle Corver ain't been one of the five, seven, eight best players on every team he's been on, but you know what he do? He got a wet jump shot. And there's some of y'all that are a lot better than me that ain't got a wet jump shot. Sometimes we need sometimes we need a, a guy that's not going to try to score, but this is going to run the show. Sometimes we got to play the big kid just because he big. It's, it's, come on, D-Wade. Come on, dog. Come on. You love to tell people how you weren't the most highest recruited. You weren't all this other stuff. So you were one of them dudes at one point. And now that you're not, your son ain't. He might still be. He might still. You know what's funny? I was just having a conversation with another coach about it and was saying, uh, he, and this coach was saying that Zaire Wade and LeBron James Jr. is going to struggle in college. It's going to struggle in college. Is that because they've only been in situations where it's superstar situations. Either I've been the best on the team or I've been on a team that's expected to be the best. And they're going to go to college and people are going to be like, I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care who your daddy is. Actually, that's more of a reason I'm going to come out here and go after you. Because I'm going to make a name off of you, bro. That's an interesting um, way to look at it. But I don't see it being that way for Bronny, especially if he play, if he stays at Sierra Kane, bro. Like, they... they no, they no, no, no. That we were projecting forward to them in college. Like, because we're saying like... That's Zai, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, Sierra Canyon is different, bro. Like, all of those schools that you go there just to play that sport, yeah. they're different. But, bro, it's... it's is different and part of it's supposed to be preparing you for the next level and at the next level you're not guaranteed to play everybody here is on a scholarship bro oh i was speaking to your point about them having a hard time in college i don't yeah. think brownie will i don't think brownie will and i would like- oh i heard an interest i heard an interest this is kind of off topic but since we're talking about sierra canyon heard an interesting story about them are they about to get mikey williams no 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 that that would be crazy um how crazy would it be if brownie went out to sierra uh san Cedro to play with him that would never happen. That never happen. Um, <laughs> but so the team, the team, bro. The team <laughs> has security, obviously, and then Bronny has his own like yeah, of course. personal of like course. security thing. I, I seen a video of him. He was actually like at a twenty four, like hooping at a twenty four. I was like, oh, LeBron getting kind of lax. I'm like, nah, and they definitely got the bodyguard at the door. Like, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, dude was telling me he was like, bro, they got people moving around with that team. That's like. He's like, they, he like the British dudes that like got a gun on their waist and like no Taekwondo. I started laughing. He's like, nah, bro, I'm not kidding. He's like, I'm not kidding. He's, like, hurt you. he's like, bro, I've been at Sierra Canyon home games where like I'm standing by the door just because it's hot in the gym and I don't want to walk in yet. He's like, I got my camera. I got all my settings right. I'm just chilling outside for a minute. He's like, and security standing right by the door. And um, Bryce, Brownie's little brother, try to come through the door and the security like, I was like, you got to go around, like British accent and everything. He was like, when you look at their waist, like he's like, they keep a coat on. He's like, but you can see yeah, they keep yeah, the blammy on. 
and that's yeah. for a reason. This is a deterrent. He said, he said, he said, Bryce came like try to go through the door and like dude stopped him and was like, you got to go around. He said, Bryce looked up at him and was like, <sighs> and just went around and just just walked around. And the dude that I work for, he said he tapped the security guard and was like, do you know who that is? Do you know who you just sent around to the other door? The security was like, no. Like, nigga, I don't care who it is. He was like, bro, that's that's LeBron's other son. That's that's this is son Bryce. He was like, nobody tell me that. They told me not to let nobody through this door. And just looked ahead like, whatever. If I get in trouble for that, y'all should have told me who he was, yeah. nigga. Like, whatever. Yeah. And it don't matter. You too. <laughs> you too. Go around. Bro. Unless your daddy walked through here with you, y'all are going around. Bron- Brownie got a handler too Like you see Like that's why you see Like even when they came out Here to San Diego Like Zaire and he should have a handler Yeah Zaire and all the other people Like signing autographs Like talking to people Like Brownie don't get to Sign no autographs You don't get to come up to him And talk to him after games he I applaud LeBron for all that No I interviews No autographs him. Nope Let him be a high school kid Yeah I, I applaud I applaud LeBron for that um, They're not too. Those kids aren't gonna have A regular life When your dad's When your dad is D-Wade Or LeBron James Or whatever Like Um Zaire Williams and those kids, they have a more regular existence than you do, mm-hmm. even though they're better than you. Mm-hmm. Your dad's not the best player in the world. And see, I was Your dad's te- not a legend in and basketball. See, I was, I was telling I mean? somebody, they were like, but all the other kids, they get bum rushed when they come out the locker room. They get treated like celebrities, too, yep. and they do. And people Brandon Boston and Zaire and all of like they, they take They're taking pictures with girls and signing, mm-hmm. kids for the, signing autographs for the kids and everything, too. But next year for them, it's going to stop. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they're the big dog at Sierra Canyon right now, but when they go to school, Zaire, Brandon, they'll still be big dogs at their school. But they're not gonna be like everybody rushing to talk to them and sign mm-hmm. autographs like they are right now. And maybe they won't, depending on where they went. This is gonna continue for Brownie. Like kids like no, Brownie yeah, and Mikey, yeah. who who the whole country knows who they yeah. are. And, and Zaire, Wade, and all. Yeah, this is it's gonna, gonna continue. Be the same. This is yeah. gonna continue for them. And and that's why and that's why I applaud them. Like like, like I was saying, like your existence. And I'm saying that be, to say. Players like the other guys on the team who is going to stop at one point at sooner rather than later, you gotta, you have to kind of let them have it and let them enjoy that and let them have fun with it because that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Like, bro, it's happened to me. Like, just being affiliated with the Kings, we'll pull up to one of these uh, one of these elementary schools and do, like, a, a community event, and they'll see us with the Kings gear. And I think a lot of times for me, it's just like I know how to dress, and I got on a Kings gear, and I got tattoos and stuff. Kids be running up to me, can I have your autograph? I've had to tell kids, like, you know I, I don't play basketball. Right? You know I'm just a cameraman, right? Oh, it's cool. And it feels dope. Like kids yeah. running up to you begging for an autograph, that feels dope. Mm-hmm. And so you got to let people have that moment. But but like I said, when you're Mikey Williams and, and, and Brownie James and Zaire Wade, that's going to continue for years. So it's like you'll have your time to really enjoy that. Right now, just fall back and just be well, a kid. And, and I think is part of it is like, and I'm not saying that this is in LeBron's calculation, but even if it's something he missed, I, I still applaud him for putting it in place and it being a part of it. This ain't your hype yet. Don't get the hype of who you are confusing in the hype of who you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're my son. You're not the man on the team. Mm-hmm. They're running up to them because they're the man out here. They're going to run up to you no matter what. So if we could curb some of that so you don't start feeling like you're just something that you're not just yet. I applaud that. You know what I mean? I, I applaud the hell out of that. You need me to pause? Yeah. And we're back. Lots of punch-ins today, man. We ain't got our uh we ain't got baby bro helping us out on the tools today. 
Yeah. What you want to jump to? Uh, we got done talking about D Wade and his crybaby self. Yeah, man, D Wade. I would, I would love be a better to, example. You love being an example. Be a better one. I would love to hear what was Zaire. How Zaire feels about what his dad said. Oh, that's not a good look. I seen he a does, meme this morning. I, it was um, dang, old boy from Friday. He go, he gonna cry in the car. I know you talking about. When he pulled up to the dice game, he's like, yeah. pops tripping. Yeah. Bro, he. <laughs> You know it's I not a good trip. look, bro. Because he has to be in that locker room. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's oh, you see. had a question on here. What does a woman have to do? What does a woman what What does a woman have to do in her actions to change how attractive you think she is? Right. Um. And again, and see, and I was kind of thinking maybe this is a segment we should do, but I'm like, that's whack. You like taking. Small topics from another podcast and expounding on them on your podcast. Hell no. Nah. But sometimes, like like I said, just kind of like what I said about Charlemagne in his interview. Sometimes you content, hear something. Content. Sometimes you hear something and you want them to expound on it more, or you want that to be like the focus of a conversation, and they move on to something else. So I got this from the Joe Budden podcast when he was like, "So y'all don't think India Love is pretty?" And they was like, "Nah, I mean the way she moves. Nah, I don't. She's a very pretty woman, but the way she moves, I find it makes me find her unattractive." Yeah. So it made me want to ask. That's valid. Like, what does uh? Yeah, it's extremely valid. What 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 does a woman I get I guess there's not one thing, one specific thing, but what like what has to be done for a pretty woman's actions to make you feel like she's not so attractive anymore? I'll I'll put it like this. Um I like of course we will we said we wasn't gonna be um I guess certifying everything we say what I like women. If you don't act like a woman, like a lady, to me, that's going to change stuff for you. You know what I mean? Like, I've dealt with girls who I thought was killing. But they but they act like a child. Like, they like to play games. Or mm-hmm. they just think that because they so fine that you're supposed to act a certain way. Like, I'm me. And there's a way that I do things. And if you're not cool with that, that's fine. But don't be, you know what I mean? Don't be acting no kind of way like like I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z for you. Um, Big thing for me is just, like, I, I joke around because I heard it in a movie. I forgot the movie now. But, like, a first-class lady. I don't want to be out with nobody that I have to worry about is going to embarrass me. That's a big thing for me. If you... If I even think that you're going to act a way that will embarrass me, I won't go out with you. And see, I'm not even saying, like, hypothetically you're single. I mean, like, you as a married man, somebody that you see, whether it's a celebrity or a girl you know personally, you think she's really pretty. And then, like, what, like, what, I, I, like I said, I'm not Just not acting like a lady. Like, let's put it like this. Like, if I'm in the mall and I see a girl, I'm like, damn, she look good. But she up in there and she giving somebody the business in a footlocker and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. she messy. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Or if she at a restaurant and you may have a problem with your food, but you're going off on the waiter or the waitress like it's their problem. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm like, ugh. Like, because to me, it's always like, like, me and wifey talk about this all the time. Like, people... People have told us in the past, like, oh, you guys look happy or da 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 like your relationship, giving us compliments on our relationship and kind of how we do things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they just, they've been in situations with us. You know what I'm saying? They've been out with us and seen, like, a dude hit on her right in front of me or somebody bump into her and, you know what I'm saying, or something, and we haven't acted out of pocket. I don't, I don't want to be out nowhere and be embarrassed by your actions. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, or how you're treating people. You know what I mean? It's just that that's a that's huge for me. That's that's huge. That'll change. But that'll that'll take a ten to a that'll take a ten to a seven or a six. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just because because I gotta be I gotta be I gotta be associated with you, and I don't want to be associated that way. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's for me. Or like like they was talking about on the Joe Budden podcast, like how you're out here giving it up. You know what I'm saying? It's like how you're moving. If you're moving like somebody that'll be um, conniving, if you're moving like somebody that might be a little bit like not on the up and up, or if you're trying to be slick or sliers, or or it just seems like you're with me, and I'm this ain't my situation, but you're with me just for the look or what I could do for you. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what it, how it plays on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Those are those are things that's like it makes it. I put it like this. Like my celebrity, one of my celebrity cr- crushes is Angela Simmons, and it's because I just think she's a cool ass chick, man. Like she's pretty, and there's, I don't think there's anybody that wouldn't say that she's that she's not pretty, but she just seemed cool, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like she seemed like she act like a regular chick on the day to day. Like she's not doing it for the look. Of course, what she's doing for the look. She's running a business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it don't look and feel that way. Right. Yeah. So what what would you say? What would you say for you? A girl who is I was about to say that that's pretty and she knows it, but it's not like that extent. Like I I think I'm handsome and I know I'm handsome. Mm-hmm. So not like that, but like a girl who you could tell, like you could tell just by her actions and the and her speech that she's used to getting crazy attention and it's made her cocky now. That like that that oh, I, I hate seeing. Mm-hmm. That. I hate seeing mm-hmm. that. like that. That's pretty much the big. That the, made me think of something. The, that's like the biggest thing for me. Like, yeah, I hate it. It annoy, it annoy. Even if I'm like out at the bar, like you know, me and DeAndre go, go to the bar every now and yeah. again, pretty much at least twice a month. Um, if we're out at the bar, I can't tell you how many times we've been at the bar, and he'll tap me or I'll tap him. And be like, man, look at her. She, you could, t- you could, like, she thinks she all that in here, mm-hmm. and she is. She's she's really pretty. Got the body, got the face, everything. But then you could tell by like just the way the way she turns a dude down, or the way she walking through there. Somebody bump into her the way she kind of give him a look and kind of look him up and down. Yeah. It's like my nigga, chill. It's all these people and people are gonna bump into you. You're a pretty girl. The guys are gonna come up to you. That's what you came in here for. So don't be in here acting all like that. Yeah. Oh, that and then also smoking cigarettes. That that's like. Oh my god! I wasn't trying to do no like. <laughs> Cause, I no, know, and, and I started thing. not to how say it eat. because I said, spe- oh, my God. How you eat. And I'm not saying that oh you got to be all dainty. God. Because when I want to eat, I want to eat. I eat slow, but I, I'm eating my food. You know what I'm saying? But I won't say it, it, may, it makes you less attractive to me. Shit. But I, w- I would not. You could look like Rihanna, fam. If you smack while you eat and chew with your mouth open. Nope. Bro. I look, can't do it. Look, this is what I'm saying. If I was sitting down with Angela Simmons and... I'm not even saying she's smacking or eating nothing, but you just messy when you're eating. It's everywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like, Ma, yo, hey, cut that up. Like, you're making a mess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yo, uh, because again, how are we looking out here? Like, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like clanking plates, not eating over your food. Elbows on the table Like You know what I'm saying It's like There's a way that you Carry yourself Um But Oh 
Hmm. If damn man, I'm thinking of a lot. I'm thinking of a lot of shit now. If um, if she this this is gonna sound weird, but her hands, how how are your how are your nails and your hands kept? Like, I'm not saying that your nails gotta be done and all this, but are they even? Are they clean? Mm-hmm. Did you you know what I'm saying? Like, what I just. To me, I always like. Now nah, that's a big one. I re- I remember <clears throat> I that rem- more than feet. I remember when I started noticing and like appreciating a woman's nails. Mm-hmm. I I was I was in LA. I remember looking at this girl's nails and was like, "Dang, her nails is kind of." And I remember thinking, "Like my nigga, are you really like saying dang because her nails yeah, are you done? like but it was damn like, her nails though?" Like, yeah, <laughs> But no, nah, it's for real. No, for real. No, I'm with you. I was about to say I probably shouldn't tell this wife. You'd be telling me I'd be giving too many compliments. But I'll tell a girl like I like your nails, and it'll never be nothing. Like I did. I, I, I was about to say where I was at. I'll tell you off camera where I was at. But uh, I told this. I told the the girl behind behind the counter. I was like, I like your nails, and I could tell like, and she was like, Oh, thank you. And like she, you could always tell when like they like when somebody really appreciates the yeah. compliment. The, the thank you just it's a little different. They, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and. I don't want to assume, but it seemed like she was expecting like not another compliment, but just more conversation. Yeah. And I'm the type I could tell you something that's nice. Like I do it all the time, with, like even with a dude, like hey bro, kicks is dope, bro. Yeah, appreciate it. I keep it pushing. Like I, I don't, did, I did. That I don't down. need a whole bunch of conversation. So I do off, the same thing with a girl. I like, I like your nails. So I like your hair. Keep off white. He had the off white red dunks, and I was walking out of a place where going. I was like, oh bro, you got the heat, fam. Like I, I'm a compliment giver too. Um, and it, it is funny whenever you do like give a girl a compliment because they they you could tell that they feel like that's a that's that's an icebreaker. They're about to hit me with the oh you would you go on a date or whatever they, they what they intended to talk to you about is a coming. You know what I'm saying? And I always think that's funny cuz like I'll tell a girl I'm like oh like <laughs> this was funny. I was um walking I went to um a business meeting and we went we went to eat. We had meeting over a brunch. And we're walking out and I'm telling the girl this um that came and got our check. Like everybody's getting up. I'm the last one from the table. And I go, I like your eye color. She, her makeup was done nice. And I noticed that stuff now because of who my wife is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was like, Oh, I like your eye color. And uh, she was like, Oh, thank you. And then she kinda hesitated. Not saying that she was waiting for me to say something, but she was anticipating me saying something, you know, saying something else like, oh, like, oh, can I get your number or whatever it is? You know what I'm saying? And I didn't. I just said, oh, like, thank you. Have a, have a good day. And then she kind of looked at me like, OK, he really just wanted to give me a compliment. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's always that's always funny. But. um, Yeah, those are my those are my things for the ladies. It's just. And I will say this. India Love is popping, but they are. I'm I'm a hundred percent with Joe and them. The way she move, and I don't know her. They they know her more intimately than I do. You know what I'm saying? But just just in like I don't keep up with all these people like that. I I barely know who she is. Um, I knew of her before that on that on the Joe Budden podcast, but I know I've met her sister through Joe. Um, because Joe used to do business with her. Super cool shit. Yeah. But, like, I mean, just from the public knowledge stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's not, 
She's super attractive, but she's not one of those people that would be on the short list for me in part because of how she moved. But she probably wouldn't be on that list for me, no way. You know what I'm saying? But no, that 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 is a huge, huge part. That is a huge, huge part. And uh, you girls that are used to getting attention like that, let this be um, let this be a PSA to y'all. Carry yourselves a certain way, man. It helps. It, it doesn't hurt. It can only help. I'll put it that way, cause you might not, cause you might not care about the uh, dark skinned dude on the family room podcast. <laughs> well, care what I think, but the dude, the dude that ain't coming up to you that you might want it to come up to you, he cares. He cares. You out here, a dude come up to. I'll, perfect example. Girl in the building. Dude walk up to her. Get shut down But she giving them the business While she's shutting them down There's another dude That's noticing this Cause there's somebody else In there looking at you He might not come up to you And for all you know That could be the guy That could be the one You know I'm not saying one You go marry But that could be the That might be the, the one You wanted up out of there I just Yeah Question Huh I don't know if you read it On the notes But yesterday I'm in the Sprouts parking lot. Me and uh, the wife, Baron. We all at Sprouts. <clears throat> Wifey forgot her wallet in the car. So I ran out to the car and get it so she didn't have to waddle her pregnant stuff out there to get it right. Mm-hmm. While I'm going to the car, the Sprouts parking lot is, is packed. Yeah, they always pack. Always. I'm walking to the car and I notice somebody's like following me because they think I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. They think like trying to get my parking spot. But I know I'm not leaving. I'm just going to grab a wallet and run back in. I let them follow me and wait. And I purposely walked up to the passenger side so they could see that I wasn't hopping in the driver's driver's side. side. But they still waited. And part of me wants to turn around and be like, hey, fam, I'm not leaving. You can go ahead. But I didn't. Does that make me a jerk? (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Um, It's not not, um, a must, but it is like there's certain stuff that I do at work. It's just a professional courtesy. You know what I'm saying? I send people some messages to check up on things sometimes when they should already have something set for themselves to check up on it, but I do it as a courtesy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the things. Like when I, look, this happened to me pretty often. Me and me and Shorty in, in a Sprouts parking lot at least once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and like we said, they always flooded. When I'm walking to the car, and I see somebody following me. I just go, hey, hey, bro, like, you just let them know so they ain't wasting their time, so they can go get another spot because. If they say something to you, they ain't mad at you. They mad because they thought they was going to get a spot, and now they not. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they not necessarily mad at you. They mad at their situation. Like, damn, I wasted I, I wasted 25 seconds. I saw a spot over there. You know what I'm saying? They Yeah, yeah, that make you a jerk a little bit. <laughs> that make you a jerk a little bit. My thinking, when they, when they was following me, I was like, I should tell them. They see me going. They see me going to the. You was thinking like. But no, they, it was well before I got oh, up okay, to the car. Okay. But oh I, yeah, yeah, you gotta tell them. But then I purposely walked up to the passenger side. Now nah, you gotta tell them. Right? Yeah, I feel it. Because they've been following you for a minute. Because I felt like a joke. Like when I was walking away. Like when I shut the. When door. When you first walked, came out the store. Were you putting like a little jog on it? No, it was it was a a, a nice power walk though. Oh yeah, they probably thought you was trying to get up out of there. They'd be like, oh, like, hey, you get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> or he pulling the car around for whoever got the bags or the cart or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I, when I was leaving, I seen dude like I seen dude go like. Yeah, he was salty. Up, I was like, ah, I should. Yeah, he's salty. <laughs> yeah, he's salty. I feel like we should talk about something else, man. What I don't really have nothing else uh, 
Oh, Weinstein got got Jordan got got his Jordan number. Weinstein got sentenced to twenty three years. Um, I think there should be more talk about that. One hundred percent. Um, for two reasons. One, it needs to be highlighted that just because you're in a powerful position, that the law will come for you too. And um, because of this is a win for us. If people didn't really think that he was gonna get punished a sentence like that you know what i'm saying like rich powerful people i don't care what kind of prison he's going to the law said that 23 years you have to be somewhere you know what i'm saying and don't let me forget speaking of law i want to tell you about something i watched go ahead um and that's always what we want is justice you know what i'm saying we'd rather this shit not happen but what we want is justice when it does Mm -hmm. and this is seeming like there is some justice coming from this situation You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying And um, Isn't that more time Than Bill Cosby Is that more time Than what Bill Cosby got I don't remember How much time Cosby got hmm. um, I, I don't know why I feel like it I feel like it is um, But either way It don't matter um, He was brought to justice And This is what doesn't happen Most of the time Or at least we feel like Most of the time You know what I'm saying Um Harvey Weinstein, get your ass up in that cell um, and sit down and think about what you did. You're going to die and, in there. Yeah, and shout out everybody else in Hollywood. It could be you too. I'd clean that shit up. Yeah. I'd clean that shit up. Um, yeah, Harvey got to go. He got to sit down. Bruh. They caught him. As soon as I said sentence, it made me think about the, the documentary I just watched on Netflix. The Daniel Fernandez. I've been meaning to watch. I haven't watched it though. Brace yourself, fam. Isaac yeah. was telling me about it. the kid that was getting beat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isaac. Yeah, Isaac was telling me some stuff out of it. Um, Bro, I remember hearing about it because you know when did you. I something? Nah. Okay. When you when you work in childcare. And something like that makes news. It's gonna be a talking point. Like yeah. everybody's gonna talk when a child gets abused and you work in childcare. It's gonna be a talking point. So I heard, look for and, all that. and it happened. It happened back in 2013, um, and I was like, right. I had been teaching preschool for maybe like just about a year at that point. Maybe almost not not quite a year yet. But I remember everybody talking about some kid out in Palmdale, and that was another reason why it hit home because I was working in childcare and I had family in Palmdale. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about it, and I never really looked into it. I just remember hearing that he was tortured and that they eventually killed him. And I was like, dang, like somebody tortured and killed their own child? Like, that's crazy. But then when you watch that doc and see, like, exactly what was going on, it's, 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 it, it's crazy, bro. It makes you like, bro, how, it? How, can, how can another human being even have that inside? Of, not even for their, not to do that to their own kid. Yeah. To do that to anybody, period. Yeah, like Isaac was saying. Man. Isaac was saying, he, he was like, bro. The extent he was like one is hard to watch. He it's said, extremely hard to watch. He didn't want to watch it, but um, Stephanie was like, "Nah, like, yo, it's good." And he was said, "It's done very well. It's very good, but it's hard to watch." And he he was just like, he wasn't telling me what was going on because he wanted me to watch it, but he was like, "Bro, like," he said one. I guess in one of the parts, the teacher was like, "He missed a few days of school, and then came back to school." I would hate to see what he looked like the day before he got there. Because of how he showed up. That's she, yeah. That's it was what she like, was saying. Uh, she was like, "What in the world? You showed up like this, so it was worse." She said he had, he had, like more specifically, if I'm not mistaken, he had been out of school for 14 days. Yeah. And the teacher was like, "By the time I saw him back at school, a lot of those scars and wounds had begun healing." 
Like a lot of them were like almost healed and a lot of them have been healing for days. And so she would, that's what she was saying. Like, I would hate to see how these looked fresh. Like that's crazy, man. Like, bro, they, which, which makes me, anytime I hear about any like child neglect or abuse or just like people growing up, there's one thing to grow up in a poor household. There's a, there's a totally different struggle to grow up in an abusive household. And if you got both, I, I feel for you. I feel for you either way, but if you're in a situation where it's both, I feel extra for you. And that it, was that was one thing that was uncovered was that his mom as a child, she was like like gang raped by an uncle mm. and like his friends, like for like mm. for like two days. Hurt people, hurt people. And and that's exactly what I thought when I when I got to that part. It's like hurt people, hurt people. But mm. the crazy part about nah, let me not, you know. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. But I was gonna say, um, just situations like that Hearing Bro, about them Watching that was like How the other week How well, I forget we was talking about how, how I had to put on happy mm-hmm. It was like that bro And you know me Like when I really get into Something I like I'm mess around And finish it That sitting Yeah I had to turn it I had to, I had to put the office on bro Something that I knew Was gonna like make me laugh And raise my spirits And like completely make me Not think about What I was just watching yeah. I couldn't even like I, I would I was like I'm not going to sleep And this is the last thing That I consumed I'm not finna do yeah. that It Man and it just makes me more um more thankful uh just see how more how blessed I was to have how blessed we were to have the parents in the home situation that we had like it's funny when you as funny as you get older you start really realizing like damn we was poor you know what i'm saying but at least at best lower middle class yeah like nah, we was poor it, for a little bit of that time yeah and there's just um, there's just some stuff I didn't have to deal with, and I'm grateful. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, my my parents loved loved all of us. Um, they poured into us confidence, love, respect, like all type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like even even now, like how does that like? I mean, a, a, a child died, but in, in cases where they don't. Like, how does that person recover? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know people that I deal with in my personal life. It's not to that extreme, but they have scars from their childhood. Things happen to them. And they're not whole. There's stuff that we can't talk about. There's there's difficulties that we've had in our interpersonal relationship because of trauma from somewhere else, and like, knowing knowing people like that, and knowing close to somebody, and like knowing that. that just about humans that like about people in general that you, you your your past stays with you, and you gotta mm-hmm. cope with it and deal with it, whether it's good or bad. Like it made me think about if he were to live, what his life would have ended up being, yeah. and that Out, outside decisions of, that you're gonna make later, outside of his mom and that boyfriend that tortured and killed him, a lot of people loved him. Like a lot of people love his teacher adored him before he got sent to live with his mom. He lived with a uncle and his uncle's life partner. And the reason they stopped living there is because fam, like a lot of the family felt like these are their words, not mine, that two faggots shouldn't be raising a little boy. Mm. They mm. love this kid. Like, like you got to imagine, we know, we know, male and male. I've and, had better than this. And now this is my life. This is my reality. And, they and said, I bro, can't escape it. When he got there, when he got to the hospital, like you, they could see that people like put cigarettes out on his body. He had three broken ribs. On the stand in the court, they had one of the medical examiners like explaining to the jury, 
to the jury what his injuries his injuries and just more specifically like they were really because they were they were pushing to give the the boyfriend the death penalty because he like his that final beating is what killed him mm-hmm. the the i'm not gonna get into all the specifics y'all can if you want to watch it you'll check that out but i'm um, spoiler alert the the boyfriend got the death penalty and the mom got life in prison and so because they were really pushing for him to get the death penalty, that's why they were bringing in this, in this examiner to explain to the jury the extent of his injuries. Like how you get these type of injuries. And he was saying to him, he was like, he, would, he was in the care of his mom and his boyfriend for eight months. The, the ribs show that, the, the, the broken ribs show that they have been broken for X amount of months. And he was explaining to them, like, the, and the lawyer was dope. The lawyer was like, explain to them, like, what that means and, like, how that feels. And the lawyer was essentially saying, like, it takes a lot of force to break a rib. He has three of them broken. And then he was like, and furthermore, when a rib is broken, life is just painful. It hurts to breathe. He was like, any friction up against those, it's painful. Mm. And so the doc and the, and the lawyer was saying, he was like, so how long would you assume? And he said, say if he said five months. So he was saying, so you're saying for the last five months of his life, he was uncomfortable every second of his life. Like he was like, yes. Mm. It, it, mm. It's, it's, Bro, it is crazy. I, I've, ne- I've never, in real life, you see it in movies. Mm-hmm. I've never seen actual evil, I don't think, until I watched that. That's crazy. That was on Netflix. But on the flip side, a good show that I've seen on Netflix mm-hmm. is called um, um, I Am Not Okay With This. Mm-hmm. It's about this teenage girl who finds out that she's got superpowers. Kind of like that show Raising Dion. But this is a middle school girl. Uh, I'm sorry, a... Uh, uh, a high school age girl, 17, who's dealing with this. She's finding out that she's gay. You know, she's dealing with learning that she has powers. Her dad passed away less than a year ago, so she's got a lot of stuff going on. That show is dope. I am not okay with this. I messed around and watched it in like, it's like eight episodes. Well, they're only like 20 minute episodes, but I messed around and watched the whole first season in like a day, less than a day, obviously. But yeah, man, that's what I've been up to. I should have done. I should have done a better job putting the list together for this week. No, nah, I think we had a good list. I was just trying to find a song. Uh, Take us out. To get up off this. Uh, you know, I just be messing with happy. It's because it's got the word happy in it. What you want? Oh, I mean. Just whatever. You going to play the closeout song? Yeah, we could. Are we close right now? Um, we had an hour and a half. It, it's all good. It don't matter. Yeah. I, think, I, mean, I don't I have nothing we, else on the list. Let me yeah, see. I think we touched everything. Yeah, that's everything, man. Um, I guess we could talk about that off air. Yeah, man. Find some music to get us up out of here. We gonna make it. Yeah. I could have died on that payment. Every time I see my mom, I be like, wait a minute. She know it's something wrong with me, but I don't say shit. This is. We gonna make it or gonna make it? One of the two. We gonna make it. YBN Corday featuring Meek Mill. Of YBN Corday's uh, most recent album. Let me find the name of it real quick. But I'm gonna make it. 
The lost boy, my bad. We gonna make it YB and Corday featuring Meek Mill. I'm glad, I'm glad you're messing with some uh, newer music, man. You know, man, I had to. I had to, man. Like I said, between, there's some artists out here, man. That could go. Between you, between you staying on my back about it, but y'all, y'all don't know. Steph really want to talk more music on the podcast. He like, man, you gotta get into some of these younger people so we could talk more music on the pod, which is. He right. I gotta and get I into it. And I don't mess with. I don't mess with a lot of them. But there's some of them out here that are hard. So between you staying on me about listening to new music, and then like I said, that 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 L.A. trip with Derek and all the slaps he was playing, I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get back to music. And the stuff, and the stuff I tell you about is stuff that I think you'll like. It ain't just like, oh, this is a new motherfucker. Right, like, right, right. It's stuff that I think you'll like. And it's crazy. Like, this kid Corday, man, he's nice, bro. It's he's crazy. Nice, nice. I used to live for new music, bro. Like I used to live for new music. Obviously years ago Like I used to be on LimeWire I used to have tricks Like I used to not like Go to LimeWire Search it on this one Search it on that one Find the Like I, I used to be like Proficient At finding like the Cause it used to be like Somebody would upload a song yep. Put a title to it And it wouldn't be the real song I yep. used to be proficient At finding the right one Knowing it's the right one The one with the best quality I just don't Like I said I'd be on the podcast now Really I just be listening to old music But Which is weird Because I'd be like I don't understand How I'd be on both but I really like YB and Corday. He's a the more the more I listen to him, the more I like him. The more I listen to this album, the more I like him. Yeah, he can go. We'll go ahead and get up out of here, man. Play the, I don't know if we're gonna play the drops always on the way out, but we're gonna play them this time. I don't know we're gonna name this one. And that's another thing. I just be whatever name I feel like would be a good like you know what I'm saying that sounds cool. I'll just title the podcast that. But what I need to start like picking a title that's more like. That more fits with the content that we spoke about If that makes sense uh, I just think it has to be something that'll grab you But I think I think it's been good I feel it And we go, you know what I'm saying We had a we had a photo shoot right before and right at the start of this podcast So we're gonna have some some dope pictures coming from a man uh, Jackson Bogdan Y'all could, uh, could look him up on Instagram I, I have some of his work Some of his work on my Instagram On both my Instagram So y'all could be looking out for that but uh, Family Room Podcast we'll do these drops again so we Family Room Podcast Episode 38 I'm Mike Rohn We're gonna do it again Family Room Podcast Episode 38 I'm Mike Rohn I wanna be I wanna be like Mike Stefan Rohn I'm Stefan, to exact. And this has been episode 38. Thank y'all for rocking with us, man. We'll catch y'all next time. Holla!